0: I'm Michelle and I'm Christy and we're new moms in old bodies if you're a new mom in your 30s or 40s great news you're trending but the advice out there is so 2012 and we quickly learn that what works for those young 20-something moms and what works for us is completely different I mean think about how much
1: you have changed in the last 15 or 20 years Our minds, bodies, and spirits are so different. The advice that's focused on younger moms just doesn't quite fit what's happening with us. So we're here to talk about that. All of that.
0: So if you're using eye cream with your diaper cream, then you're in the right place. Click subscribe to join the Old Moms Club podcast and come along this journey with us as we figure out what the heck we're doing as new moms in Old Bodies.
1: Hi friends, it's Christy with the Old Moms Club. We are here for our third episode today. And today we are going to tell you what to pack in those hospital bags and what to expect in your hospital stay
0: as soon as you have the baby.
1: Um, How are you, Michelle?
0: Exhausted. (laughs) Well, first of all, happy Mother's Day to everyone. And to you, Christy, how was your Mother's
1: Day? Mother's Day was good. I had a very, very sweet day. Um, I got a picture and kind of matching outfits, which I've been trying to do for eight
0: months. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Cute. Sure. It was, um, you know, we actually celebrated, well, we were going to celebrate Mother's Day uh, a week before actual Mother's Day because um, we did, we live in a historical home, so we did a Mother's Day tour, where we had um, thousands of people go through our home on Mother's Day (laughs) weekend. So we were going to celebrate um, the weekend before, but then Matt ended up getting sick that day and was sick the entire week leading up to the home tour. And then Ava ended up getting sick as well. And it was actually her first time being sick at all. So We're very lucky that she made it 11 months before getting sick the first time, but man, it was, um, it was a really tough week. (laughs) You know, it's very scary when your baby is sick. And so we did end up having to take her to urgent care at one point, but, um, but you know, we all, we made it through. Mother's Day tour is over and we are slowly getting back to normal. So I think we're still kind of recouping our energy a little bit. <laughs> yes.
1: I feel like that's kind of a collective everywhere right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I go out, I've spent half my day actually trying to find formula today, but I said, you know, it's as busy in these stores as it is Christmas Eve, But then I thought, is it really that busy or are we just not used to people being out and about again?
0: You know what? I did not even think about that, (laughs) but I think that's so true. And these poor little pandemic babies are not used to being around that many people either. So I think it's just a whole level of exhaustion that we are very much not used to anymore since the pandemic. Right, Because people are exhausting. (laughs) I actually feel like I turned from an an extrovert to a total introvert during this pandemic. I don't know about you.
1: I love staying at my house.
0: Me too. Me too. I think we've all um, kind of evolved our homes to be a lot more comfortable. Before, I was never at home. I was always like on a plane and flying to another country and doing this and that. And now I'm like, okay, I just need all of my comforts at home.
1: (laughs) Right. And thinking about going to an airport now is not
0: fine. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Oh my gosh. Have you flown? Oh yeah. You have flown with Eden. I did. We flew to Chicago. You flown too mm-hmm. with Abe. Eden loved it. She has
1: yet to meet someone that she doesn't like though. Um, <laughs> so like, what are you doing going through all my stuff at security? But mm-hmm. then we plane it was so cute she was we were holding her up but she was like standing and we're holding her up when the flight attendant gave her little and you buckle the seatbelt here and like when she gave her little speech eden just started clapping for her (laughs) (laughs) cheering her on
0: (laughs) oh cute yeah ava on her first flight she was awake for most of it but um, my mom sat next to me And she was just up playing the whole time. And then on the way home, I flew home by myself and I was very nervous about it. Um, You know, on the flight with her by myself, and she's very energetic. So she is a bit of a handful. But she, the second the flight took off, she fell asleep and she was asleep the entire flight and woke up when we landed. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, thank God.
1: We scheduled hours kind of around her nap time because we had heard when you're taking off, if you give her a bottle or it's the sucking motion will help her ears not hurt. And she never screamed. She never cried. We never had any issue at all. We just stuck the bottle in her mouth, took off, and she was asleep after she
0: got done cheering for everybody. (laughs) I did the exact same thing with Ava. I just... Whipped my boob out and <laughs> nursed her on the takeoff in the landing and she was fine. Didn't even notice it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome.
1: Well, okay. So we've packed bags to go on planes, but today we are talking about packing our bag to go to the hospital. Yes. Uh, and again, in the most opposite style that we could do, <laughs> Michelle had to assist and overpacked and stayed one night and went home. Um, I had eaten early. I didn't have a list. I didn't have a bag ready. I had to rely on a man to do it, which I do not recommend. And then we ended up staying for a week. So Mm -hmm. we're gonna talk about that today. Michelle, why don't you start, talk about the important stuff. What did you pack in there?
0: I mean, honestly, what didn't I pack? (laughs) I packed everything and some, and I used very, very little of it. Um, so, I mean, I'm just going to start and go through some of the things that I packed and what I used and what I didn't, um, and we'll just kind of go from there. Sound good.
1: I do think that's a big thing to talk about. Um, I was stressed out before going to the hospital. I was, I feel like I was watching the videos and I was thinking I have to buy this and I have to buy this and I have to get this and I have to do that, and it was so overwhelming that I just didn't do anything. Um, mm. And in reality, I probably pulled two things out of my bag the whole time that I was there.
0: Yes, I did the same thing. Honestly, I did not even shower while I was there, mostly because I'm creeped out by public showers, but <laughs> but there was but, so little that I actually used. Um, but I think for me, it just gave me peace of mind knowing that I had everything there that I could possibly ever need. Um yeah, but you, Michelle- you really don't need as much as you think you need.
1: No, and Michelle had sent me a little kind of emergency bag um, that had a fan and hair ties and things like that in it that you don't think about. And I think just knowing I had that little bag, I thought, okay, I'm, you know, I'm prepared. Have my fan.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I will say with the fan, I brought a stroller fan, and while I was in labor, I just had Matt hold that stroller fan the entire time, because I feel like it gave him a job to do. <laughs> That's idea. Yes, and you know, I feel like it gave him a little bit of a distraction, and also made him feel needed, um, so highly recommend bringing one of those small stroller fans. I think that was... And frankly, a lot of people end up being really like your hormones are going crazy and it might be really hot or really cold in your room. You don't know. And you can't just adjust the temperature like it is in a normal hotel room because it's really focused on the temperature that your baby needs it to be in that room. So if you're someone who tends to run really hot, I would bring it for yourself anyway.
1: Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So what else do you pack in that bag?
0: All right, so I brought, of course, I brought multiple copies of my birth plan. Okay. I had five copies ready to go. Placenta. An- yes. <laughs> your insurance card and your ID. That's something that I think a lot of people just don't think about. Um, I had a playlist on my. I just used a worship playlist on my phone. I didn't use anything different. I know some people do bring a small speaker. I forgot a Bluetooth speaker. So my little trick for that is I just placed my phone in a cup. And if you have like a glass cup, it sounds like a speaker. So I just used that while I was in labor. Um, I also had this lip mask. I do not know how to say the brand. It's spelled L-A-N-E-I-G-E. And it was my (laughs) lifesaver. I put this on every probably 15 to 30 minutes the entire time I was in labor and I had it on my little, the little hospital table the whole time I was in there. I mean, this was my ride or die.
1: Was it like a nervous habit or did you just
0: feel better? No, it was because I was puking so much. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) And I mean, I couldn't keep any water down. I couldn't keep anything down while I was in labor. Um, And I was throwing up so much that just my whole mouth and my lips felt so dry. And so having that lip mask was, I mean, it was so helpful and it's very moisturizing. So I really liked that. Um, Outside of that, you know, the things that you would expect, like a soft robe, a nursing bra. I really liked my the, my favorite nursing bra that I like is from um, Bodily, B O D I L Y. I really like that brand. I bought pajamas from Target, just like a like a um, one that you can button up for nursing, and then it was just like one of those long dress ones that had buttons. Um, and he then, bought a, hmm? he bought a moo. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Moo's are great. You don't want pants. I was the idiot that wasn't even thinking about that. And I brought like this, my going home outfit was like this one piece cute romper thing or jumper. Yeah. That's a bad idea. Just bring a dress, bring a giant moo. -moo. That's all you need. (laughs) Don't have anything where you need to step into it.
1: things about this um you talked about throwing up the whole time I was throwing up the whole time I wonder because we've never talked about it in this sense is this an older mom thing because you never hear the younger one saying that
0: I don't know actually is it a hormonal I wonder I don't know I I mean, I puked the entire time, I, it, which I didn't even really think about it. I didn't even care. I just was so focused on getting the baby out. But yeah, you're right. I don't know that I have heard that about anyone else. So I don't know.
1: Yeah. And then the pants, I was going to say that definitely you hear the 20 somethings that, you know, put their jeans back on and go home um i will tell you i am eight months out now and i can just now wear my pre-pregnancy jeans mm-hmm. um that is something that's a lot different about our bodies the recovery time is different so yes wear a moo home don't
0: worry about trying to fit in your jeans
1: don't go back to your old clothes
0: Oh, don't even think about it. Like it actually made me so mad that my grandmother, my whole life has been telling me that when she had babies, she just put her jeans back on and left the hospital because that is the most unrealistic expectation that anyone can have, (laughs) whether you're an old mom or not. I think that's a really unhealthy expectation to have of your body. That's just gone through this really insane experience and has taken an almost an entire year to create a life like so just bring extremely comfortable moo's. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
1: and saying that about it taking a year to create this life i've heard that like if it took you know eight months to put it on it should take eight months to get it off a year you know a year to do this a year to get it off um it is harder because we're older um but it's also different i know that we have talked about this i do feel like i still have some weight to lose but it's in different places than it was before my body is completely different than it was before and so if there is something from the past that i can't wear It's not necessarily because it's the wrong size or because it doesn't fit. It's because everything
0: has moved. (laughs) Yes, that's so true. Especially boob wise for me. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) My boobs are like twice as big as they used to be. I'm still breastfeeding. So I'm sure that that plays into that. But um, so I'm 11 months postpartum now and I'm... um, I have actually very slowly, let me emphasize that it has taken me the whole 11 months, but now I've just kind of like gotten over that hump and I'm actually smaller now than I was before I got pregnant, which is surprising to even me, Um, but it truly took the entire 11 months to get that way. So for me, the way that I feel like my I experienced postpartum was, um, it was like, I got out of the hospital. And a month later, I still basically looked nine months pregnant. A month after that, I feel like I still looked like seven, eight months pregnant. A month after that, I still looked about six months pregnant. So it was like, however many months out is how many months I would subtract in my pregnancy almost. Does that make sense?
1: I wasn't expecting, I don't really know, or maybe I just had thought about it. I did not realize when I have a baby, because I had um, obsessively looked up your placenta weighs 13 pounds, your blood volume weighs 13 pounds, you know, like how much weight am I going to lose just by having this baby? Yeah. Um, which is interesting. And because when you're nine months pregnant, you just see that number on the scale and you think, oh my God. But I didn't realize after you have a baby, you still
0: look nine months pregnant. Definitely. Like you look full on pregnant for a <laughs> while. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew that. And so I was kind of expecting that, but it was still a little bit shocking to, um, (laughs) to be several weeks out and, um, and still be looking in the mirror, like, wow, I look like I'm in my third trimester and I had a baby three months ago, (laughs) but (laughs) That that was a little bit rough for me.
1: Did this happen for you I feel like there were times, um, definitely still looked pregnant when I left the hospital and the next few weeks, but then I do feel like there were spurts where like one day I was huge. And then like the next day it looked like I just lost 15 pounds. Um, and then you'll go and it'll be nothing. You know, you look five months pregnant for a while. And then one day you wake up and it's like, Oh, you lost
0: 15 pounds. Yes that's so true. And I feel like that it happened for me toward the very, very end. Right. So fast. Yes. And I feel like in the last, like around 10 months, all of a sudden the weight just kind of started dropping off of me and I wasn't really doing anything different, but it's just, I don't know, I guess it, you know, your hormones are fluctuating and your body has different needs throughout your entire year and beyond in postpartum. So I guess I'm just in a different phase where my body needs things differently. Um, so yeah, it's frankly, it still all feels like a mystery to me. Um, I have been very consistent with my workouts, but for a very long time, that that progress was just so painfully slow um, that it felt like, man, even though I'm working out almost every day, my body didn't appear to be changing much for a while.
1: Right. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yes. So I'm sorry that got us way off track, but I think <laughs> something to to be realistic about, you know, yeah. um, it, it is something and it, and it may be different because I actually had someone say something to me recently. Um, a lady in town saw me and my baby and she said, you look great to be that old and have had this baby.
0: (laughs) Oh no, she didn't.
1: (laughs) Um, But she's an old mom too. She's in the club too. But, But I think that's what she was talking about. Like that realization that that part of it was a lot harder for me than I thought it would be. That's one of those things that were backwards for me. There were parts that, oh, I'm not worried about that. And then there were parts that I was really worried about actually losing the weight wasn't something I was worried about, but it took a lot longer and it was a lot harder than I thought. And delivery was the same way. That was the part I was super worried about. And that was the easiest part to me. So I feel like everything we had been told, basically just the opposite
0: happened. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, should we get back into the list? Yes. Yes. Tell us your list. Okay. Okay. So outside of the going home outfit The number one thing, now that we're talking about our postpartum bodies, (laughs) was snacks. I had half of this giant hospital bag that I brought with (laughs) snacks. And I fully stand by that. I think everyone's bag needs to be halfway filled with snacks because you're going to want to eat everything. Hospital food sucks. And so just... Fill it up with everything that you think you're going to crave, all the sweets and salty, everything. And Mm -hmm. I think we talked
1: about that last time too. Make sure you have a big meal, a delicious meal, something that you want when your baby comes out.
0: Yes, (laughs) your reward. (laughs) reward. (laughs) For me, it was gummy worms. I had those gummy worms, but...
1: (laughs) We were in the hospital. Snacks were important. And I don't think I would have thought to pack that at all. um, If you had not told us that, but it was super important for us because it was the second round of COVID. So things had shut down again. And first of all, she was born at 1am. So none of the hospital food is open or available. And then the next day, even when he went out looking for breakfast or snacks, it's still not open or available because of COVID. So it was really important to us. We ended up getting food delivered in um, because none of the hospital places were even giving us food outside of, you know, the hospital food they give you. I think it's like mashed potatoes and Jello.
0: <laughs> yeah, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, goodness. Next. Okay, so on that note, um, one other thing that I didn't, not bring that I wish I would have, um, was my own vitamins. Well, I did bring them, but I was too nervous to take my own vitamins instead of whatever they were giving me. And I wish I would have pushed back on that a little bit because I do, I did so much research and making sure that I had, um, like the right kind of vitamins and, uh, and I take ritual, And I'm a huge fan of ritual multivitamins. And so I I wish that I would have taken that. Um, The other thing that I wish I would have taken was magnesium. So I was on painkillers after. And for a lot of people, that causes constipation, right? And let's be real, everyone is always scared of their first postpartum poop anyway because so much has just happened down there and I will tell you my experience was not a great one. (laughs) I'm gonna leave it at that but I will say that I really wish that I would have brought and taken magnesium while I was in the hospital. And the brand that I love, it's called Saluna. S-O-L-L-U-N-A. It's by Kimberly Snyder. And the product itself is actually called Feel Good Detoxy. And it's a magnesium supplement. And it's absolutely amazing. I still take, I take one every single night before I go to bed. And if I were to have ever had a baby again, I w- that would be in my hospital bag
1: wow
0: okay <laughs> and yes.
1: so me, I had a bag <laughs> uh, I purchased a bag and I the target pajamas except they had the cute little matching robe you know and I just thought you, you have all these visions in your head so you know the the pink silk robe or the and the pajamas with the black piping, you know, cause it's gonna be so cute in there. I didn't even wear my pajamas. I wore a hospital gown the whole time and my robe. Like, I feel like the hospital gown is one step below muumuu. Um, <laughs> honestly, I don't remember getting up that much.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't either. I don't think I got up except to go to the bathroom. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember
1: up that much. So in my bag, I had a bag, I had pajamas, I had Twizzlers, we've talked about that, and a robe, that's all I had. And then I had the little emergency kit that Michelle had. And in my head, I was thinking, I know I'm gonna need a pillow because hospital pillows are terrible. I know I'm gonna need a blanket because hospital blankets are terrible. You do need flip-flops for the shower experience. Um, Mm -hmm. However, when I went in there, I didn't have any of those things and we all made it, but that's what I would recommend the most. Uh, But like I said too, we ended up staying four days. So I didn't have the luxury of saying, I'm not going to shower in public. Um, I had to go in the creepy hospital shower where, You know, it's not even really a shower in the maternity rooms. It's just like a hose on the wall and Mm -hmm. in the whole like bathroom area. You know, I thought my shower at home, the walk-in shower, it's enclosed. There's a door that doesn't happen at the hospital. It's part of the bathroom.
0: Right. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. That, and frankly, I brought all my shower stuff, but I walked in the bathroom and I was like, um, this is not happening here. <laughs> I'll do this at home. I did
1: have to do it. Um, yes. So I would recommend flip flops just because you don't know if you're going to have to do it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, flip flops and my robe were the two things I used the most. Uh, mm-hmm. I wish I could have used more snacks because like I said, we had to order out Um, hair ties, anything to keep your hair off of you. The fan that you had sent me was a really good idea. Um, But I do wish I would have remembered to get my own pillow because it was so uncomfortable and the bed, you know, you're going up, you're going down, you're like, I pressed all the buttons to do all the things and it's just not comfortable. It's not going to be comfortable. <laughs> so bring your own pillows, bring your own blankets, um, wear a moo, bring a robe, bring your flip-flops. And I mean, really the rest of that bag, fill it up with snacks.
0: Yes. That's what oh you need. Oh my gosh. So the one other thing that I wrote on my list that I wish that I would have brought that I did not was an eye mask. So I, in our room, we we had like this really kind of fluorescent nightlight that they kept on 24 seven. So they could come in and test her blood sugar um, cause she was born in, with low blood sugar. So they tested her um, her blood every three hours. And so they were coming into our room constantly and honestly I think knowing because we told them on the front end we were like hey we want to stay here the shortest amount of time possible she was born at 11 p.m so we got to um that room at about 1 a.m um so that night didn't count so we stayed one night after that um But the entire time we were there, we had so many people coming in our room because they have this long list of tests that they have to complete before you leave. So if you plan on staying for the shortest amount of time possible, um, then they will try and cram all those tests in at the like very, very short time from one another. So it's like test after test after test on your baby and they'll do like a hearing test and. Blood tests and all kinds of things, um, and most of them are extremely non-invasive. Um, you know, just things that they have to mark on their um, mark in the baby's chart. Um, but it is a lot of people in in and out of the room, so I think having an eye mask would have really helped me get a little bit more rest. And I did not feel like I had a restful experience at the hospital at all.
1: (laughs) No, it wasn't restful at all. And right after I had Eden, I held her and then, you know, they took her away to wash her, weigh her, all that stuff. And then immediately they bring her back and there's some other lady like getting my boob out, like trying to like, show me how to do all that. They don't ask. Like, it's just like, here's what you do. And it was so bizarre to me, you know? Um, so she came and went, and then there's somebody coming in there asking you if you've gone to the bathroom yet. Um, and I don't know if you had this experience, but they kept asking me, have you gone to the bathroom yet? Have you gone to the bathroom yet? Someone goes with you the first time. Like someone went in there with me the first time to kind of show me how to set up all of the things. that Oh,
0: happening. they did?
1: They did not do that for me. No, they did for me. Um, Oh, lucky. (laughs) Yeah, well, I guess if you want to call it lucky to have some lady right there, like
0: setting it all up so you can pee. Yeah, okay. So (laughs) no one came in with me to tell me, okay, so after you have the baby, there's like so many postpartum care materials that you need right there's like these ginormous pads there's the underwear kind of mesh underwear that they have there's um dermaplast spray there's um witch hazel pads and you basically make this like mountain of (laughs) a pad
1: (laughs) of everything you can put in there
0: of everything that you can possibly find. And, um, and there's like a very specific way that you're supposed to put everything together. No one, thank God, I followed um, Carrie Locker on Instagram and so I knew how to put it together because the nurses did not come in and show me what to do. Um, so I actually think that's very lucky (laughs) that they came in and helped you out.
1: She said, let me know. You know, she would always ask if I've gone to the bathroom, let her know when I have to go, but I was still hooked up, you know, to things too. So she came in unhooked me and then I went in the bathroom and I thought, why is she still in here?
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now, when you peed, did you have to pee into like this bowl thing? No, it was a regular. Oh, I, okay, so they put like this bowl that sits in the toilet, on the toilet, and then I had to pee in that, and then they like measured to see how much I peed.
1: (laughs) That job when I grow up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so they had to record it on the whiteboard, so I don't know, I guess to make sure that I was taking in enough fluids.
1: So here's another thing when you have a baby, modesty is completely out the
0: window. Oh, yeah.
1: I have and the always- weird thing is you don't even care. No, I have okay. always been very shy, very modest. And now I'm, you know, peeing in this room with this lady watching me, helping me like set up everything, you know, taking so showers, our so- flip flops. I mean, that is
0: not modest. <laughs> That is, I mean, I think that that's probably the number one change that I've noticed in myself as a mom, (laughs) especially now I'm still breastfeeding almost a year later. And I swear, I just whip my boob out anywhere and everywhere. I don't really care who sees my nipples. And I feel like... I grew up with sisters and I feel like even around my own sisters, I was really pretty conservative. Like, I don't even think my sisters have ever seen my boobs until now. And now everyone who has crossed my path in the last year knows what my nipples look like. (laughs) It's just, there is no modesty anymore. A baby came out of my vagina. I have no modesty left.
1: <laughs> none, none. So I'm not breastfeeding. I am formula feeding, which is a whole different problem right now. So I feel like now that I'm back home, I still, you know, can be modest. But I mean, when you're there and you're you're in that shower or you're taking that first pee and there's somebody there to help you, but the thing is, you want them to. I mean, you need it. You need the help. And I know after I got home, Michelle talked about how terrible that first poop was. I actually remember texting her, like, mm-hmm. something is wrong. Yes. <laughs> it's I worth it. just go ahead and come to terms with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I kept hearing that the first poop is not that bad and everyone you know, makes it out to be this terrible thing. For me, it actually was terrible. I'm not going to lie. It was one of the worst parts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It it was, it was, it was bad. Those few days. So we ended up being in the hospital a few days after. I honestly don't remember how many days. I think it was four now. Um, When she was born, we talked a little bit about this last time um, and episode two is still up if you need to go back and listen, but we, I had her and then a pediatrician comes in and checks her out, which is something, I mean, in your hospital list, in your hospital bag, you need to know who your pediatrician is going to be because they're going to come in and check out your baby. So you don't necessarily have to call them or I didn't. I just had to tell the hospital, this is who I want to be my pediatrician. And then they show up after you have a baby. So I think that's something else that's on the list that people just don't think about.
0: And I have something interesting about that. So we had selected a pediatrician and I put them, listed them on the chart as our pediatrician. And apparently they don't go to the hospital where I had a baby. So they were like, Oh yeah, great. That, that pediatric clinic doesn't come here. So, um, so who do you want? Do you want to call someone else or do you just want our on-call staff? So they do have a pediatrician on call. And so I said, you can just, whomever is on staff that day, since Ava wasn't really having any issues. um, I was like, you can just use whomever is on call. And they were like, okay, great. But that is definitely something that um, I was a little shocked by. I didn't expect that um, my pediatrician wasn't going to go there because it was in the same city. So I just assumed that they would. Um, And I never asked.
1: You assume people are going to tell you these things and they don't Um, because the lady that I picked out, our insurance didn't cover her. And no one told us that either. Like they're, oh yeah, she's great. She comes here all the time and she did. <laughs> and then it wasn't covered. So I do think the pediatrician part is something you need to research. It's, it's a part that's worth spending your time on. Yes.
0: Yes. And I think, you know, someone told me that you need to have your pediatrician picked out by week 37. I think way before that. Uh, Personally, I would, as I was going into my first or my third trimester, I would try and be prepared for that experience just in case.
1: Yeah. I think you need to have your hospital bag packed before that. Yes. Pediatrician picked out. Mm -hmm. Week 34, 35, your bag should be packed. Your pediatrician should be picked out.
0: Yes. Now, one other thing that I did not bring to the hospital, but I wish I would have was my breast pump. So I had even thought about it. And then everyone told me, oh, you don't need to bring that. They have breast pumps there, blah, blah, blah. They have lactation consultants that you can work with. Um, I did request every single possible moment um, for a lactation consultant to come in and help me. I felt pretty confident in breastfeeding, you know, after I was kind of getting the hang of it. Um, but just having someone else there to show me the different holds was really helpful. Mm -hmm. And I wish that I would have brought my own breast pump because I, um, at home, I have the spectra and in the hospital. They use, um, what's the other one, Medela. Mm -hmm. And so it was a different kind of breast pump. I wish I would have had my breast pump there so that the lactation consultant could have um, just checked the phalange size and make sure that I was using the right size. I still personally don't know if I was or have the right size flange. I have no idea. And the flange is like that, that um, plastic cone thing that you stick onto your boob. That's the flange. But like the little, um, like where your nipple goes in, it has to fit a certain way to get the best suction, um, to get the most milk. So it's a really important thing. And I think it's something that a lot of people are probably have the wrong flange size. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Important, But also on the um, subject of breast pumps, your insurance will cover it. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody in the medical world told me that. Uh, it was actually my brother's wife said, you know, call and ask them. And so at an appointment, before I had the baby, I asked my doctor, you know, if that was true because she has to write a prescription. So the doctor has to write a prescription for a breast pump, then you send it in to the company that you want one from, and then they file it with your insurance, and then you have to tell them the date you're planning, and then they so it's a process, but you it can, is a process, but you can get it paid for through insurance. If you know well ahead of time that that's what you're going to do and that's what you're going to need, go ahead and get that prescription and get that process started.
0: So when I requested my breast pump from the insurance company, um, and they have different companies that'll kind of help facilitate that. So I used one of those companies. I forget what it was called, like Even Hill or something like that. Uh, Edgewater.
1: Mine, like it was something Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so I remember that company told me that the insurance company would not send it to me until I was 37 or 38 weeks. Um, and that really freaked me out because I felt like Ava might come a little bit early And they ended up sending it to me early anyway. So I think I got it around 34, 35 weeks. So it ended up being an on issue, but they did tell me that.
1: Yes, they, well, there was a form you had to fill out when your due date was. And then they said they would send it after that. That's what mine was. And I thought, well, that's not going to work, but it did show up on time.
0: Right, right. So for both of us, same story.
1: So right after um, Eden was born, She, like we talked about before, she was born early. Um, She didn't know how to latch on. She didn't know how to eat. They say that's a skill they kind of develop around week 36. And she just wasn't doing it. And we had to actually feed her with a syringe. And they brought in a little syringe and they said, you have to give her 10 milliliters, you know, every so many hours or whatever, which is what we ended up having to do. Um, and then she was a little jaundice and so she was early, she was jaundice and she wouldn't eat and being my first baby alone in the hospital, no one can come because of COVID that is terrifying. And so when the first pediatrician came, he said, you can stay another day or I can send you home. Um, but just that combination of things, I said, I would feel more comfortable staying another day. And I'm so glad that I did because we ended up staying four days. Um, they put her underneath the blue lights, which is very scary and it's hard to watch. They it's fabric, almost like a band aid. They will close their eyes. So the light doesn't bother their eyes and lay them on their stomach, which we're told the whole time, never do that. So this baby is basically blindfolded on her stomach in this tube of light. Like you couldn't touch her. You couldn't get to her. You could only just look at her. Um, So that was very, very hard, but it was an intuitive thing. And I think, you know, it kicks in very early. So when they said, you know, you can go home or you can stay another day, I wanted to go home. I wanted my own pillow and, you know, my own moo moo, but I chose to stay another day. And I'm glad I did because the second day they came back in to test her numbers again, and they were actually worse than they were the first day, which will put you into full panic mode. Um, but then by day three, they were better, you know, and then by day four, we went home. Um, Having your car seat ready is also a super important thing. I think I still don't know how to do that. Someone came (laughs) came and installed it for us. I put her in it and it hasn't moved or changed since then.
0: So how did you find someone to install the car seat? My sister-in-law did it. (laughs) Really? Okay. Okay. So my mom and I, before, um, like while we were prepping for the hospital, we had the duna and we were trying desperately for hours. Like we were laughing so hard we were crying because we could not figure out this car seat. Like it it was so hard.
1: (laughs) Process of moving right now. And I have a duna as well. And it's in the middle of my back seat. And I won't move enough, like I could fold the seats down and have this huge SUV space to move things, but I
0: won't do it because I'm afraid I'm not going to
1: be able to put the car seat back in there.
0: Yes. It's, it's hard to figure out the first time that you do it. After that, you kind of get into this rhythm and you know how. Um, but my tip for that is Don't try and follow the instructions in the written (laughs) manual. Don't even look at the written manual. Google um, or YouTube it. And that is how we ended up figuring it out. There's all these incredible videos on YouTube on here's how you do this type of car seat. Just watch that. It ends up taking like 10 minutes instead of three hours.
1: (laughs) We do not use instructions around here.
0: Right. Um,
1: that's really good advice because those middle of the night feedings. Well, what we did after we got home, after the four days, we kind of set up shifts, you know, where it was like, I am going to sleep from one to six and I will wake up from six to one and, you know, vice versa. We went in shifts. So those kind of middle of the night feedings, I'm watching YouTube videos like how to do this how to make your baby sleep how to make sure your baby's okay baby lullabies rain sounds you know i mean my youtube it was hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i if there's something i don't know how to do seeing someone do it on youtube is much easier than reading the directions
0: yes so we just switched ava's car seat she's in what they call a convertible car seat now Still doesn't make sense to me why they call it that, but <laughs> it's like the bigger kid car seat now, um, as opposed to the infant car seat that for Ava lasted 10 months, but she's a very tall baby. So she got a little bit too tall for her car, her baby car seat. Um, so we just switched her car seat again. I just YouTubed it, threw away the instructions and YouTubed it and it took me 10 minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah. This is funny. Um, How tall are you, Michelle? 5'3". Five, 5'3". Three. Five, three. And I'm about 5'8". Ava, her baby, is so much taller than Eden. E- I'm 5'8". Eden's dad is 6'4". And she is in the bottom... I mean, she's in the 25th percentile for height. And Aww. last time we went to the doctor, she had gained two pounds, but not one inch. So she's just going... <laughs> around.
0: <laughs> I think she's going to be built like my grandma. <laughs> oh. And Ava is exactly like her dad. Her dad is 6'3" and so she's just this tall, lean baby. She's in the 98th percentile for height. Okay. And Matt always laughs because he's like when I'm holding her, I'm so short and she's so long that he's like, she's half your height already. (laughs) No, it's cute.
1: So hospital bag list. Yes. Do you want to add anything else? You know, I think that's the most important things. I think it is. There's just one other thing I was going to mention.
0: Ooh, Not long phone charger, a long cord.
1: Yes. Phone chargers. Um, Not in the hospital bag, but as you start the postpartum journey, there's stuff that you need at your house that you need to be equally as prepared for, as with the hospital bag. Um, I had a little cart, just those little rolling carts, um, just an extra cart in the bathroom um, with all of the supplies that you need. And like she said, there's the Duraplast spray, which if you don't know, it's basically pain relief spray um, that you will use cans and cans of. Um, Witch Hazel pads for the same purpose because they're cold and they stop pain. Um, Michelle actually found it's Freedom Mom makes them. Uh, She didn't like them as much as I did. I loved them, but Freedom Mom makes pads that basically, I guess it's like, Icy hot. And I mean, I don't want to say icy hot, but it's something when you open it, it ices up like it's they're cold. Um, mm. and you, that's, that was perfect for me. You just want to freeze it. So you don't feel it. Yes. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> you want your own bathroom trash can.
0: Oh, oh my gosh. I feel like that needs to be our number one tip of this entire podcast. For the postpartum journey at home, have your own giant trash can in the bathroom with a cover on it. (laughs) You're welcome.
1: (laughs) And buy the ugly panties, like it's okay.
0: And buy them in a way bigger size than you think you're gonna need. Just buy huge granny (laughs) panties. (laughs)
1: By your granny panties and your moo-moos. Basically, you're not going to want anything to even touch you for 10 days.
0: At least. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay. That is what you pack in your hospital bag. And we have said a lot of information and a lot of products in this episode, which brings us to the topic of next week. Next week, we are going to tell you our top three must-have products for baby and our top three must-have products for mom. Yes. I am especially super excited about that episode because I also get a mommy makeover that week. Uh, so I don't have the products to recommend yet, but I'm very excited about it.
0: And that's the non-surgical kind of mommy makeover, right? Yeah, yeah that's-
1: <laughs> haircut get my spray tan on Mm-hmm.
0: yeah I know I can't wait until I'm done breastfeeding so I can do an actual like Surgical. A whole <laughs> on mommy makeover <laughs> shoot me up with Botox and fillers chop off anything that needs to be chopped off
1: <laughs> I do I will say breastfeeding because I didn't Um, breastfeed but one of the things that sticks out in my head about Michelle describing it when we were talking about mommy makeovers and tummy tucks and all the things you know just because that's what we talk about we're girls she said I wish my boobs looked a lot less national geographic
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's where we're at these days guys (laughs) and on that note you can catch us next week. We're going to be releasing um, every Thursday. And like Christy said, we're going to be sharing our top products. It's going to be such an awesome episode. You are not going to want to miss it. See you next week, guys.
1: That's our cue to go. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Old Moms Club Podcast. And join our Old Moms Club podcast page on Facebook.